Well, well, well. We're back for season two. What the hell is our podcast called? Monarch Sports Talk? Or is it Monarch Monarch Sports F1? Monarch Sports Talk. We're going season two. I think we have to go season two, episode one. Uh, That would make sense. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, the F1 season is right around the corner. It's Thursday the 17th, so they're starting practice tomorrow in Bahrain, um, which is interesting because they're going to be going straight. They just did a whole practice run there. You know, mm-hmm. they had their, their second testing week was in Bahrain. Yeah, everybody's got a lot of laps in. Well, most drivers have a lot of laps in, except for Danny Rick. Zero. So Danny, Danny Rick, Rick, he got zero laps in? Yeah, Ricardo tested positive for COVID, so he missed the testing. Um, Rough. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. It might be wrong. Like he might have more than zero laps, but on the yeah, he didn't get nearly as many as the rest of the drivers. And Lando pulled um, uh, a crazy amount. Right, and we got a last-minute return from the Hulk. Hulk the Hulk, unfortunately for Sebastian Vettel, you know, it would have been nice if. It wasn't Vettel kind of being subbed out, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I always love seeing Hulk get back in the lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, it feels like COVID isn't really a thing anymore, but now all these drivers are testing positive for COVID and they're missing races. So that's uh, a little unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. The F, the uh, Formula One, the FIA, it's uh, (laughs) a big beast. Pretty strict out there. Yeah, let's just say it's uh, there's a lot on the line. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, but I yeah. Mean, it's pretty exciting testing. A uh, little preseason in Bahrain there for sure. I mean, just everything from the first car unveilings with the livery and then the the new design, um, and then even just the first laps. Absolutely, yeah. It's looking like. Um, in terms of livery, since you just mentioned that, what were the bit? Who who was the biggest changes? I mean, I feel like Alpine. They added they added a Al- little bit of yeah. Alpine's pink. Alpine's probably like the biggest change. Um, Aston Martin's still green. Ferrari's still red. Red Bull still blue, red, yellow. Mercedes Mercs, is back to silver. Mercedes is back to the silver arrow design. Mm-hmm. Kind of nice. I kind of like that silver. Yeah, I mean, it looks slick black for sure, but. Uh, it's the silver arrow, right? That's what you just mentioned. So yeah. it's, it's pretty classic. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so getting past the, getting, oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, George, but That's one right. more big livery change would be Haas, the American team. Uh, mm. No more Russian funding from Ural Kali. Which makes sense in this, yeah. uh, this day and age makes sense so they dropped the sponsor they dropped the sponsor's driver Nikita mm-hmm. Mazepin so no more Mazepin uh in comes Kevin Magnuson so do you think I mean one could say they dropped Mazepin because he is Russian which I don't think I don't think is the fact I think the fact is that they dropped him because his funding was coming from 
you know, Russian sponsors, specifically Yerkali, Yerkali, whatever, whatever it's called. Something like that. Yeah. Um, So being the driver that he is, Mazespin, didn't have the best debut year. We all know that. Um, I think he was a no brainer. You're just going to get rid of him. I think they're going to be better for it. I mean, Magnuson's, I would hope a better driver than what Mazepin was last season. So I think having a veteran in that team should help Mick Schumacher as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be an exciting, uh, an exciting year from Haas or at least more exciting. Hopefully they can try and get closer up into that midfield. Yeah. um, Instead of kind of being the back of the grid for every single Grand Prix. They had a really good preseason. They did. Yeah. They're actually like in terms of like power rankings, they're actually, I think I saw them come out um, uh, ahead of Williams. Who else? Maybe ahead of uh, Aston Martin. Like Aston Martin didn't look that great in terms of like the F1 power rankings that they do. Yeah. They didn't really have a, a strong testing period there. I'm going to look that up really quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's the the usual suspects. Uh, Mercedes and Red Bull are going to be right up there. Mercedes is talking a lot about how they're not on pace with Ferrari or Red Bull, but a few drivers have kind of come out and called them on their, their BS, so to speak. Yeah, um, the classic one, sandbagging. One being Carlos Sainz, the other being Max Verstappen. They both kind of said that, you know what, Mercedes do this every year. They say they're not, they're not on pace with the other top teams and they come out and blow us out of the water at the first Grand Prix. It never gets old. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not uh, just classic Mercedes. You know, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to compete. They've been competing slash dominating for the last eight years, you know, basically a decade. Yeah. Almost a full decade. So there's no way that they don't come out of this, you know, competing for that top spot. Um, really excited to see George Russell in there. I think it's going to be great to have some really just like quick young talent sitting beside um, the the goat. Some would say Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Others would argue that for sure. Yeah, others could would argue. There's not a huge argument to be had these days. I mean, he has hold almost every record there is to hold if i think if he wins one more it's one more driver's championship then he breaks the record he's tied with schumacher at the moment yeah um so has he had the fastest car for almost a decade yeah he has is he still one of the best drivers ever yes he is he doesn't make any mistakes like he's super he's a super quick driver he's a super smart driver he's Mm -hmm. obviously dedicated to the sport and um, I think he deserves a lot of the credit that he gets, but at the same time, you do kind of have to look at the machine that he's in. Um, not to say that this, and it is just part of the sport, you know, like other teams have had equal amount of money, if not more Ferrari and Red Bull being one of them, and they didn't compete for a number of years. So that at yeah. the end of the day, it's just, it's just the other part of the sport driving is one part and the whole behind the scenes manufacturing engineering and and the whole team aspect is the other part of f1 so absolutely every other team had the opportunity to compete with mercedes 
yeah, it was just a technology. Yeah, their technology was just like far ahead. They were able to put the funding. And then when you start getting in that role of winning a constructor's championship over and over again, that's like, it's hundreds of millions of dollars that are on the line that you can then put into the next year. Um, so now so, taking that dominance into consideration going into this year with brand new regulations, this is a brand new era for F1 in case anybody's like new to the sport, just started watching our podcast, just started watching Drive to Survive on Netflix, whatever you have been doing. Um, it's a brand new era. This hasn't happened in uh, oh, man. a decade. A decade at least yeah so it's super exciting the the cars are all are brand new designs like you you look at that ferrari man those side pods are crazy you could almost take a bath in them yeah <laughs> um so a lot of the cars are different they're shaped different for aerodynamics and downforce and and everything yeah so it'll be super fun to like get into the first practice and then qualifying and race day and see which teams are standing out and who needs to continue to work on their their cars and, and then carry that into the rest of the season. Absolutely. And like you kind of said about the whole team aspect and the, you know, the packages that the factories put together, that's what they're kind of saying. Ferrari could have a nice little um, potential like head start on Mercedes, on Red Bull, on McLaren maybe not so much McLaren in the sense that Ferrari kind of stopped investing in their car well before halfway through last season so that they could be putting as much funds as possible into this new design, into this new package. Um, and I'm really hoping that they come out, you know, swinging in these first couple races um, in, you know, two spots that Mercedes kind of dominates in the Middle East. You know, the tracks just seem to suit that car really well with their whole package. Um, and then Red Bull just seems like they always find a way. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like you can kind of throw a lot of the history out the window, except for the money part of it. So mm -hmm. the teams with the most money, this goes for a lot of sports, are a lot of the time very successful. Yes. So I don't think that part is going to change in F1. I think Mercedes and Red Bull and Ferrari and now McLaren has been right up there for a number of seasons. I think they're still going to be competing race in, race out. Um, but now there's going to be other midfield and bottom tier teams that we've had the past five or so seasons now kind of push for podiums, which will be super fun. Oh yeah. It's It's going to be awesome. Um, and it seems like track wise this year, they're, they're hitting the middle East and then, and then what we got rid of Russia. So I think is Portugal back in the mix this year? Uh, I don't, don't know if they've decided that yet. I don't think Portugal's back as far as I know, but I know Imola is back. Right. So, so the Italian, the, the, the narrow Italian circuit. Right. And they get, so the Italians get two races again. Yeah. Yeah. And then Australia gets their first race back and I think they missed two seasons in a row. So. Yeah, that'll be Australian Grand Prix is always fun. It's always it a, is a fun one. It's a good circuit. And I think uh, the fans will obviously be super fired up to be there after not being in attendance for two seasons. Absolutely. And I think Booter is actually going to be down there for that one, which Our is guy. fucking awesome. He'll be yeah, the so Mark Sports representative. He will be for sure. We got to try and get him into pit lane. 
Yeah, <laughs> pit access. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. And then Canada gets, we got our first GP back in, in three years too. So that's super exciting. Um, yeah, nothing else jumping out. Holland, which we actually didn't get to see, did we, last year? No, didn't they just announce it last season and this will be the first year? No, I, I think they had to cancel it because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of a new circuit, Miami, it's brand new. That'll be coming next year, though, right? Is it 23? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's uh, October 23rd is the race. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Yeah, so that's it'll be a cool circuit, I think. I mean, I don't really know if it's going to be like super technical, if it's going to be super fast, but I think just looking at it, it'll be fun. They race right around Hard Rock Stadium. No, I think that's going to be next year, dude. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just trying, I'm reading, it's just calling it the United States Grand Prix. There's only one, yeah, in Austin, yeah, so not, not this year. 2023 probably super exciting though that's big for america and north america in general yep yeah um okay so who's your going into bahrain here who's your who's your poll taker and who do you think wins the race um i think max verstappen continues his uh his spectacular 2021 season there yep takes pole and i think he will take the first race but i think ferrari's gonna have a really strong showing yep um just kind of based off of their pace and preseason testing i think both drivers had a really good preseason they both got a lot of laps in they both had really good times so I think the car is pretty tuned in and I think they'll have it. They'll be one of the teams that are trying to pushing for the podium and the win. Absolutely. I agree. And it's nice. I mean, with Ferrari having, you know, two drivers who are super, super hungry and super keen to be world champions, you know, with Charles Leclerc and, and uh, Carlos Sainz, mm-hmm. both those guys. And they, and they did go, head to head really well last year i feel like leclerc yep. got a little unlucky a number of times ferrari's come out and said during preseason that they're not going to be taking a number one and two driver yeah. uh, kind of strategy they're gonna let them race and will that last the whole season probably not like i think if they're competing for the championship and they get to a point in the season where one driver has a uh, healthy ish lead on the other mm-hmm. and i think they will favor that one mm-hmm. i think that's just like being smart as a team absolutely yeah yeah and you've got a i think they've got a chance to really get some points really move up in the constructors um and they're gonna have to do whatever they can to as a team to get there right yeah that's what was so nice about seeing that teamwork with uh perez and verstappen in that last race of last season yeah it was you know, typically with these teammates, they're always kind of only looking out for themselves, but that was a full, that was probably one of the best team performances I've ever seen. Yeah. It made, uh, it definitely made those couple laps in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. They're pretty interesting. Oh, did it ever. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, well, as you can see from my background here, going for Red Bull. <laughs> Got uh, <clears throat> it would be nice to see it would be nice to see Verstappen up on pole once again, kind of where he likes to be. Um, but I also love seeing a Verstappen that's kind of in that P2, P3, P4 space because he's just an aggressive, aggressive driver that's going to make an entertaining race happen, you know, mm -hmm. or kind of do everything he can to make, make that happen. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm also looking forward to seeing McLaren. And, you know, it is too bad that Danny Rick couldn't get as much time in the car in testing, but seeing his dynamic with Lando Norris for a second season is going to be really interesting. McLaren just got sponsored by Google Chrome. They did. Eh? So they got the Chrome wheels. Wow. <laughs> Google Chrome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun season. And who's our new driver this year? Uh, uh, Jap it's a Japanese guy, right? Isn't he Chinese? Or Chinese? Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, Yuki Tsunoda was Japanese. Yeah. And Tsunoda's still there. Yeah, he's Chinese. Zhu. Haven't heard much from him, honestly. Haven't seen any interviews. Didn't hear much of him during preseason testing. So yeah, me neither. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and Botas with uh, with Alfa Romeo. It'll be interesting think... to see him battle at the back. You know, I think it'll be fun to see Botas in a non-Mercedes car in, in an Alfa Romeo. I think he's like a, a pretty good driver, but fell victim to the Mercedes team strategy with Lewis Hamilton, obviously being as good as he is in a fast car, the fastest car on the grid. Yeah. He's going to be their number one driver every day. And guess so, who else we, we have back is uh, Alex Albon. I forgot about him. Alex Albon racing with Williams. With Williams, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Williams, it'd be nice to see Williams kind of make another step. I feel like at times you could see that last season. Yeah. But I'm not really convinced. Yeah, because I, I do think... feel like a lot of their success last season was kind of coming off of the skill of George Russell. Exactly. I think George Russell pulled out a lot of results that maybe a lot of drivers wouldn't have. Yeah, he max and he was in that car for what three years at least. So he maximized, you know, everything he could out of out of yeah. that Formula One car. Yeah. See, and you have to think this is Albon's. This is an important season for Alex Albon. I mean, he went from Red Bull, didn't really succeed. Went to uh, or was with Alvatari, was racing really well. Went to Red Bull, didn't succeed. Got bounced yeah. from that seat took a season off is now coming back to Williams. So I think he's got a point to prove. I want to see him do well. Hopefully it's nice to have young drivers on the grid. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's teamed up with Latifi. So, Hey, he's got a good chance because uh, I don't have much faith in our other Canadian there, Latifi. Yeah. Nicolas. Didn't show a lot of promise. I think uh, the biggest Latifi moment of the season was in the last race at Abu Dhabi when he put his car into the wall. Yeah, saved uh, saved the, the championship for Max. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, man. Well, I mean, I'm super, super excited to see how, how this first weekend goes. And um, it's always crazy how fast, you know, the season ended in what, early December. And then it's like, yeah, you get a couple quick months off and, and here we are back in March. Yeah, quick off season 
the way fans love it. I mean, I love it as a fan. I'm sure how everybody else does. And yeah, feels, I, I don't know. I don't know how it feels to be a driver. I'm sure they got lots of time in Monaco. So for sure they did. <laughs> yeah, they they love it. They have to. This is what they're this is what they do, right? Yeah. Um any any last minute mentions there, Mitch? Um, I don't think so. I would say just watch out for some surprise performances being a, a brand new era. Everybody's got brand new technology and machinery. So yeah. I think it'll be more of an equal playing field. Don't expect uh, your Ferrari, McLaren, Red Bull, and Mercedes to just to dominate everybody else. I think they're going to feel some heat coming from behind them. Will it happen in the first race? Who knows? It might take some teams to kind of warm up, but I think Haas is one to watch. I like the team dynamic happening over there. Yeah. Uh, Steiner is probably my favorite team principal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think Mick Schumacher had a, a lot of really good moments last season and just kind of didn't have the pace and they may have fixed that judging mm-hmm. on their preseason. Um, and now they have that veteran driver in Magnuson to kind of help coach Mick through any questions and and mentality issues or anything like that that a young driver could have uh, I think that'll do wonders for the team absolutely I think that was probably the best move they made was bringing in someone with the experience like Magnuson especially with how toxic it felt like that relationship with Mazapin was I almost (laughs) called him Mazapin yeah um and Schumacher like it just it felt like they were constantly bickering at each other they were you know, they're constantly in each other's ears and, and faces. Um, so it's going to be nice. Hopefully, I imagine Magnuson is probably coming in with that in mind. You know, I'm sure they briefed him on exactly what you just mentioned. It would it would be the smartest thing for them to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be good. Um, what are your quick thoughts on the latest drive to survive season? It's been interesting seeing even the drivers I feel like talking, speaking out about it a little bit more, saying how next season they don't want to be involved or whatever. I, I, I can't remember who said it today, mm-hmm. maybe Vettel or something. Well, I think Verstappen was saying he watched two episodes and stopped watching it. Yeah. Uh, and you, I don't know, I, I kind of know where they're coming from because you can't blame the drivers for not wanting to be a part of all the drama and things that uh, Netflix will be not necessarily like make up as in fiction but kind of dramatize yeah they'll kind of make the most out of certain situations to portray an image that's more entertaining than maybe the real thing that happened with the intentions as it did it's hollywood it's netflix you know exactly so you take it for what it is it's kind of fun to watch the this series as a brand new fan for a lot of fans and obviously the drivers and people of the sport yeah, uh, they might not like love this series because at the end of the day, it's entertainment. And they're trying to get new fans to the sport and bring new people in um, to watch races and to attend races and and everything. And yeah. I think they accomplished that because the last two or three seasons of Drive to Survive, everybody keeps talking about them, and it's one of the most yeah. popular series on Netflix. And you've got a lot of people that are who you never would even think our formula one fans are as soon as you mention it, or maybe you see someone with a hat or whatever, and it just sparks a good conversation. And a lot of, uh, I think a lot of credit in North America does go to this drive to survive series. So 
yeah, I still, I'm only like a couple episodes in, so I gotta, I gotta do some catching up, but, um, yeah, entertainment. I think you put it really well there. It's entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to our first episode, season two of Monarch Sports Talk. Um, we're going to be recapping the Bahrain GP. So, uh, like the video, share it, save it, whatever you got to do. Uh, my name's Jordan. This is Mitch. We're going to get Booter on here, who's down in Australia uh, next time, and he'll have a lot to say. He always does. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.